This is Season 3 of Views of the Bridge, a podcast about your Philadelphia Union. We're part of the Beautiful Game Network. You can find all things BGN at BGN.FM. Let's get right to it. Looks like he's lining up for a shot. Jacob Glesnes is going for it. Is. Oh, my oh. God! Gaddis, Ray with options, will cross us in, and it's back home by Casper Shabengo. What a slide tackle by Jack Elliott. Back to that shutout for Andre Blake. Fontana will give it a strike. Anthony Fontana has the go-ahead goal! One of the best teams across the league. But my word, Jim Curtin has pushed all the right buttons in 2020. And nobody will be able to take away the trophy from Jim Curtin and the Philadelphia Union. This is the five for five city. Put some respect on our name. Let's go, dude. Good things happen in Philadelphia. Does this still work? Like, is this a thing that that we do? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Great. Um, hey, everybody. It's uh, mathematically proven to be most of the time your host. <laughs> As I as I lisp, Dusty Rose Daddy. Um, to be what? Most of the time, your host Evan Valala. Hi, good to see you. Welcome back to no longer apparently, according to a lot of Twitter that I've seen in the last week or so, your second favorite Philadelphia Union podcast. Now, your not listed and or ninth favorite Philadelphia Union podcast. Views from the bridge. We're still here. You cannot kill us. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> You that dog, dog bite, though. I hate you. Oof. I hate you. Anyway. Joined by uh, the whole gang's here. It's Justin Ashcraft. Hey, what's up? Oh, you know. Moderate bulldog distractions. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not even mine, is the shitty part. Oh, Somebody yeah, that's else. The that's the worst. But it's not your dog. Shut it up. It sucks. <laughs> it just sucks. Anyway. Even when it is your dog, shut it up. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Um, speaking of not being able to shut up, Paul Catrino Jr. is here. What's going on? You already know, yeah, baby. Yeah. Ha-ha. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Chuck Booth also here. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the sun rises in the east. You get bad introductions on podcasts. Nothing changes. No, I mean, that, that one was just me. I just... Wasn't up for the pressure. I'm glad that we're taking steps in our relationship to acknowledge when it's the other one's fault. It's really, really healthy from both of you. I'm proud of us, Chuck. I'm proud of us. (laughs) Hey, um, other people I'm proud of. uh, Andrew Rick, the U15 goalkeeper who decided to have himself like the best tournament possible. Absolutely. In uh, MLS NXT. So expect for him to do the two sweet next to Triple H in like a month or two, I guess. One would hope so. I, mean, I that, that, would be that is that is making it in your career. Oh, I mean, admittedly, he is like twenty years too young to be in NXT. That's a joke for four people, but <laughs> these yeah. kids are pretty good. They man. are quite good. They're quite good. They didn't win anything in this tournament, which I thought was unfortunate. But um, man. Still, the, I, I, sorry, go ahead. I, I like how like available this stuff is too. Yeah, everyone was able to watch you know? that if they really wanted to, and yeah, like it's just there. Yeah, and if they if they didn't win, they were still the talk of the tournament because they scored the Kinda. best goals. Like they had their differential was insane. Like, all... and he was a monster in that penalty shootout. <sighs> yeah, there's there's a yeah. lot of kids you need to watch. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't watch those games and you're just like, wow, I'm really, really strapped for soccer and just haven't gotten enough of it le- recently. Uh, well, first right. of all, you're insane. Uh, yeah. Second of all, go back and rewatch those games and get really excited for what's coming through that Union Pipeline. Is damn mm. good. Is damn good. <laughs> if you're saying they're not off soccer lately... Uh, go switch the channel. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. <laughs> change, you can change the channel. Maybe one button just turn up, on your television that it might be there. Who knows? Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, I, I do. I think it's interesting. I mean, I think it's really cool that... Who was it? Um, Weston FC out of Florida won the U16s by beating Tampa Bay United. Like, there was no MLS side in that final. 
which was really cool. That's nice. Um, yeah. I mean, most of them don't deserve to be in these finals, so... That's also very true. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Chuck, Chuck bringing the realism tonight. No, I'm, like, actually mad, disappointed, okay. sad about what a lot of MLS teams have done with their academies. And, like, uh, while it's helped the union, like, big time when it comes to just hoovering now. up talent from yeah. all over the country. <clears throat> sure. Um, teams like Minnesota United yep. shouldn't be able to do what they did. In in what regard are you speaking directly? Um, I mean, I can't speak to exactly everything, but gutting their entire academy and staff oh, okay. and oh, basically okay. having one guy responsible for mm -hmm. an quote-unquote academy setup. Yeah. I'm, so, I, I'm sorry, I did miss the first preface of what you were saying. There is a stray cat on my balcony right now Good. that's looking at me. Uh, yeah. And... It's really close. You got really distracted. Yeah, really close. Yeah, ADD guys, it's a real thing. Deal. Welcome to Views from the Bridge, the Animal Derailment episode. Absolutely. Uh, apparently, <laughs> as long as he knows his place outside. I mean, I don't think he's going to be able to break into wherever you're at. So they're resourceful. You don't know that, Evan. You really don't. Yeah, it's true. I'm hedging my bets. I'm hedging my bets. Speaking of resourceful, what we do know: more years of Ernst Tanner. <sighs> Man, how about that guy? Who thought that guy? Still here, still here. Everyone a few weeks ago was like, "Oh no, there's European teams coming for our sporting director. We'll never be good again." In that voice as well. But now, oh, sure, sure, you have stability. You have that in Tanner and Curtin. You yeah. have to be happy about this. There's. You do. You you simply um, must. I'm I'm sorry. I I heard we have financial security because we now had to be compensated for either of them walking. Mm, yeah. Yes, indeed. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, no. Either one. So either one's nice. Crazy to me. Uh, Ernst Tanner took over in October of 2018. 2019, you get the club record for points. Mm -hmm. Win the first ever trophy in team history as a supporter shield last year, obviously. CONCACAF Champions League berth, and we're still in that tournament, by the way, in case you forgot. Uh, the only the only MLS the team. Only MLS MLS team every standing. announcer loves to say that <clears throat> yep. multiple times yep. a game. Cue the 12 and soundbite. And then, you know, it's the high press now. We're playing better Red Bull soccer than Red Bull. Um, Shabilko's in, Wagner's in, Martinez, Flock is the other one that makes the that makes the press release, uh, which I would have waited maybe until uh, next year to see if that's something they herald. He's been very good so far, but let's not. Hey, I mean, ourselves. yeah, I mean, why not? Uh, to be fair, they were yeah, pushing yeah. Paxton and Harriel at the beginning of the season, so you know yeah. they're kind of pretty much just uh, whoever's hot right now. Let's keep this rolling. <laughs> recently named the best academy in the United States. We could keep going, etc. Setra, eight homegrown players in the first team under Ernst. The whole thing. Whole thing. It's just really good. When it's you look good. up when you it's just good. When you look across the landscape of these MLS clubs, that it's so stable. It's so mm -hmm. good. Like everyone in their positions deserves to be in those positions. Like there's no one out of place in this union front oh, office. Yep. Uh, uh, Tommy Wilson got promoted. Yeah. So, so rightfully deserved to a title that he should have had four years ago. But yeah, he is he is lord of the academy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so yeah, that that's one thing with that promotion. I was like, wait, he isn't Wasn't already that? that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a formality. It was like he was waiting for the other three percent to like just roll over to him. Speaking of one guy doing everything for an academy, um, <laughs> jeez. Uh, yeah, but I, from the front office standpoint, I think I think uh, good good times to be had. Um, Justin, real quick, I guess I'll let you get any thoughts in if you have them. Yeah, no, I mean, I I, I don't have anything real big to add other than that. But I, I mean, I think it's it's interesting when you 
are out of the Philadelphia market, especially. Mm. And so, you know, to watch the Indian games, you're watching on ESPN Plus, and when they're away from home, you know, you gotta watch somebody else. Which sucks. <laughs> Honestly sucks. Spoiled this to have has the just best. become his gripe with the broadcast. Maybe, you, maybe top down the best announcing to, crew in the league as well. Yeah, yeah. When you when you have to listen to anybody besides JP and 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 Danny, like it's yeah. it's bad. Um, but I think it's interesting just hearing other announcers talk about their teams. You know, because on these local broadcasts, you can just be homers, sure. and yep. you there you can kind of unreservedly be that way. And it's just, like, interesting when they talk about, like, oh, we've got this homegrown player. Oh, we're really excited about this 19-year-old that's coming up through um, the academy or that we signed from South America or blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, yeah, I mean, but the union have, like, 18 of those. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you have this one young player that you're really excited about. I'm like, it's like, hey, man. The union have five of them on their first team plus several that they're still excited about. We've been there. Those. Yeah. It's a domino effect, maybe, but yeah, it's it's funny to see, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I can't even give an example of a name, but, you know, X player here for Columbus or whatever, and you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's yeah. cute. Good for that guy. That's cute. Yeah. I like that. You have teams that are going through, like, logo changes, firing their sporting yeah. directors. CEO resigning next year, Minnesota. Yeah, first team players that well, want to kill each other. And then you've got the sure. Philadelphia Union. Or just and even cool. like, even even like watching the U.S. game last night, like you know they're making a big deal about how Sam Vines is like what the fifth or something, Colorado Rapids homegrown player, third in that lineup. But yeah, they they have a lot of those kids. But it's like, yeah, but he's on like the second, he's on the B team of the right. U.S. Right, right. Which, yeah. well, and like I'm I, sorry, but our our kids are on the first team or trying to get first team and and i mean not to be that guy but i don't think the rapids really saw it in him until he kind of had a really good season for of all teams the charlotte independence well for sure the the rapids also bought our like fifth homegrown player when we didn't play him and then we got more to replace him so well, yeah. and plus they they traded for another one of our players who should have been a homegrown player. But yeah, yeah. So. And you see how that's they also get out. no credit for jo- for um, Jonathan Lewis's development either. So no. there's that. No. Um, so we've we've missed a fair bit of games, and I don't. Want, I mean, as much sorry. as I like talking to all these guys, we're I, sorry. I don't want this podcast to be three hours long. We wouldn't so. do that to you. Um, we've thought about it before. We, we've done it before. Oh, I've, th- oh, I've thought about it before. Oh, my we've God. Had, we've had hours that have probably felt Oof. closer to three. <laughs> um, so, gentlemen, and I don't really care who starts or where we go or what we do, but... Well, I'm going to start I would like right everyone, here. I'm kidding. Nah. I, I, would like, I would like everybody to come up with two good things, because I'd like to keep it positive, because I think on the field the team has been good. Too, good? Too good, what, you, too good. You want to say that more sheepishly? Um, they are <laughs> they are getting good results for the amount of games that they are playing Meh. next to each other. Meh. Okay. They're they're good ish. They're expected to get a lot of these results. That's fair. They are coasting, and it's fine. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. No. But it's welcome to having expectations. Yeah. When yeah we are actually like pretty disappointed about three draws over the last five games right 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 <clears throat> let's not I, let's I, not I should also say three draws on the road yeah. in the last five exactly games. let's not pretend so, that five anyway, years ago you wouldn't kill for that right right <laughs> keeping it keeping it positive two two goods and a and a bad because let's be honest it's philly sports right uh-huh. so um i guess i'll start Boy, howdy. That kid, Quinn Sullivan, with a bicycle kick. That was really good. That was... How you doing? <sighs> He's doing the best. He's doing pretty good. Yeah, no no one... I mean, besides Zlatan's glorious, triumphant, here-I-am moment in MLS, you don't get yes. much better than a bicycle kick. 
No. And to try it, too. The audacity. <laughs> first start, first game, first shot, I think he had? Probably shot on target. Probably shot on target, but yeah. Yeah, let's, let's go with that. I'll give him the benefit That's of the doubt and say, sure, yeah, that was the first shot he ever attempted in a, in a pro game. And cool. Because you know what? If you miss that, I'm at least happy you tried. You know, yeah. it really doesn't matter if you make that shot. And it, he doesn't. It depends where you miss it, but... <laughs> but he... <laughs> Out for a throw-in, we're not happy just, about it? Is that what I'm hearing? It doesn't matter. An own goal? Maybe I'm did. a little upset. <laughs> Weird clearance. But yeah, like, that that's fantastic. Because you only want to see yep. these kids do good. It, it, it yeah. only does good across the board. There's nothing bad about right. these kids... Like, who got hurt from Quinn Sullivan scoring a goal? Nobody. Besides the other team. I guess, yeah. Have a 17-year-old stun on you like that? Yeah. Not great. Kills morale. Great. So that's that's my first. Okay. Good. Just to get that one out of the way, because we missed it. And I, I, you know, listen, it's been a, about a month, but good on you, Quinn. His, and honestly, his, like, vision... And his feet are really good. That's the other thing that I've been impressed by from the kids is they, like, don't seem super out of place. Well, I mean, that's one of the definite pros to how the Union Academy system functions. Mm. Because a lot lot of the issues with um, U.S. prospects has been they don't have the technical skills that everyone has in Europe. But coming up in this system you do have the technical skills that everyone has in europe and that's why our 17 year olds can beat your 21 year olds and also speaks to the fact that this first team probably has to play some form of a second team in this philadelphia and they're all going to be pressing maniacs who want to they do this so they have to learn how to pass and learn how to be good on the ball like quick if you don't you just get left behind so you're just seeing the people who are built for it rise to the top, and everyone else is just like, well, we wish you the best. But there's a lot of those kids who just know what's up and know how to go about playing the Philadelphia Union way, which right now is proven to just get results. Mm. It's getting results no matter what. They really are, but like even in this early part of the season, they've bumped into adversity, and... As much as we've wanted to say, well, Jim's going to mess this up, and they're just going to clear the ball, and it's going to be really bad. They've actually fought Mm. back, and they've gotten results where we probably shouldn't have in Philadelphia Mm. Union history. (laughs) Yeah, especially the last game, right? Yeah, it's just like, come on. If you're at that game, you want to go home by the minute, the 60th minute. Mm Mm-hmm. You just, you know. Yeah. But now you don't know. Welcome to confusion. Evan, do you have a do you have a second good, or you want to think about your second good? Um, I appreciate that it seems like Casper doesn't necessarily have to do all the scoring. <laughs> I still would like interesting to do that. because <laughs> no, I I would. I would definitely like to debate that because I think a major bad is that Casper Shabelko has to do all of the scoring because in the games where he gets no help, the team draws. Which, Um, which, okay, to be fair, draws on the road are objectively good in most senses. I'm... (laughs) And well, and I'm also speaking very specifically about that fucking Nashville game. Oh, oh sure. I mean, yeah. that was brutal. Thank you, Mr. CJ Sapong. Um, yeah, it's that. I mean, that sucks because like you can't be mad at CJ for scoring no. on us. No, 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 no. But everything else in that game mm-hmm. is just like, come on. You can't. But, but I think like as a body of work over the last month, like. Columbus game, Miro gets the goal. 
like the Chicago bullshit, Casper's not on the field, and they draw at Soldier, which is good. It was weird. Two own goals is not something I like to see in any game, necessarily. <laughs> Unless they're going in, you know, like the one that Sekulich had to give us the draw. Um, and then, you know, I mean, obviously Nashville, awful. Uh, Atlanta United, Corey, and then Yager Pleasance can't stop scoring screamers against Atlanta. So, like, yeah, is is there a problem in that, like, okay, we need a plan B if, if Casper is not, like on one sure but i think if we look to chicago and i think if we look to kind of columbus he we might be getting to a point where he doesn't necessarily have to be the be all end all to at least put goals in the net and i i know the team looks so much better when he's active and he's involved and he's getting his touches and he's getting fed and and all that but with the way you're schedule is and is going to be until <laughs> the end of the season um you're gonna need the grind out draws a little bit more than not being in the champions league set by mind yeah i mean and i and like i get it because i know the reason why casper didn't get any help it's because we haven't played the same midfield mm. together for the past five games. Right. Like, I don't think any two games you in this past game, five right? have had the same midfield because of injuries, international call-ups, and suspensions. Right. right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I mean, Casper for me is a tough one because it's like... I still think he's going to get to his... his the the Paul Catrino seventeen goal special mm, uh, this mm. season. I still the think Katrino he's gonna, benchmark. Yeah, I still think he's going to get there this season. But I think like what's interesting for me is I I don't feel like he always can take over games that he should be able to. No, and like definitely. Like it's it's like if. <laughs> If anybody, you know, if 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 Avela or a, you know whoever puts up puts up seventeen goals, mm-hmm. they're also probably going to put up ten assists and like and like and that's why they're the MVP candidate, you know. And and Casper is just not going to do that. And mm-hmm. so that's where I just like to see him more involved, even when he's not getting on the score sheet. Sure. Um, but I I also understand he, you know, talking about the midfield rotation that we've experienced. You know, I don't think he's had the same strike partner two games in a row. Yeah, since the beginning of the season, either. You know, it's like between Corey and and Sergio and and, and God's Dog God's in this last so. game, and <laughs> and you know, it's like it's hard to work when you don't have the right. same partner. I bet you Jim would be using. Has he deserved right to have if the he same. wasn't in the concussion um. protocol? I bet you he'd be trying him out too. But it would yeah. always be Casper next to him, regardless. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, has he deserved to have the same strike partner in any of these games? Because um, what works? I mean, for, for those guys to get chemistry together so that they get better, Well, yeah, it, I, I wouldn't, you know? But, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Probably not. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, I don't think he's reached I guess, the mark, but well, that's okay. I guess I should say something good because I've only said bad things so far. I just wanted to know if you were capable of doing it, to be honest. Um, Sorry. So, I mean, I think my two my two goods are pretty clear because okay. one is Jamiro Montero sure. because dude's a monster. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we don't know where his best position to play is these yeah. days um, because there's a shiny new toy Who's yeah. being improperly utilized because Jamiro Montero's best, maybe one of his best positions, because mm-hmm. I think he's as good at the eight as he has at the ten, um, is currently at the ten. But um, seems like that shiny new toy and Daniel uh, Daniel Gazda cannot be used unless he's given free reign at the ten, which probably just needs to happen. Mm. Um. And then my second good is Jack Elliott. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because wow. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. My heart. Wait. Hold on. My heart needs just a minute. <laughs> wow. Let's no. Let's give them a minute. We, hold on. I can said we they were make pretty sure clear. to get guys, that soundbite into stop. Jack Elliott's hands, please. <laughs> Everyone stop. Give Justin a minute. Okay. Right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This I'm sorry. is crazy. Sorry. It's okay. No, it's okay. Go ahead, Jack. Now I'm recovered from you giving Jack Elliott some credit. <laughs> No, but I mean, just like he has cleaned up everything. Yeah. Um, even if he's been way out of position, because <laughs> we never want to see Jack Elliott in central defensive midfield again. Never. <laughs> I get. No. I get it. He did it in college. I've had. My Doesn't mean though. he can do it in the pros anymore. Listen, we did a lot a of things back. in college that Leave we shouldn't be there. doing anymore. Yeah, I mean, everyone's <laughs> done some crazy shit in college. It's not an excuse. Absolutely, amen to I'm that. Gonna, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna brackets real quick. Uh, can't speak for Justin Ashcraft. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think if any of us were, you know, together <laughs> back then. It would Justin, be the you're one out of the four regard. of us that, like, I don't know, like, is married and, like, has a house and, like, a child. And... <laughs> Not the three of us that are still, like... One of us is a responsible adult who's chasing, raising a human you know, baby and the, the other one's having a fight games. with a porch Okay, let's move, <laughs> let's, move back to, let's move back to Jack Elliott, please. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a... I'm a degenerate, but I'm not telling anyone. No, no. It's, no, see, he's so really put together about. that he just wants us to get back on the task at hand. This is very touchy, right. I think. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Thank yeah. you. you know. Thanks, Fair. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> I'm, you know what I'm really happy about? Unless Chuck's not done praising Jack Elliott. Jack Elliott? Are you happy about Jack Elliott? Uh, you know. Okay. No, nah, he's good. He's good. No uh, more Chuck, than any Chuck, other. Are you done? Happy about are, are you genuinely done? Because the cleaning up mistakes thing leads me into something. Um. Do you no. You you can go ahead. Okay. I'm sure I have more bad things to say. Sure. I'm glad that Jack Elliott isn't having to clean up the mistakes of one certain Philadelphia Union right back, who people have just seemingly <laughs> forgotten about. Leave this podcast. Um. Because there's someone starting for the Jamaican national team who plays right back pretty good. And he set up a really nice goal for them tonight. And also, you've got Team I mean, of the Week, Olivier the, Mbizo. Yeah, I was going to say, let's forget Ray about Gattis the guy who's. For Team of the right Week now? appearances in MLS career. That's all I say. The Pizza Man is at the door. Great. Okay, we know that Mbizo does things that Ray Gaddis was physically Im- like incapable of doing. <laughs> sure. But. That d- still doesn't make Ray Gattis bad because, um, and I don't I actually don't know how I feel about Powell. I I like him as a backup. Um, I hope that he finds more of his Portland Timbers form and so much less of his FC Cincinnati form. I don't think that Portland Timbers form exists anymore. Is kind of the problem. Can we get like kind of close to it though? No, okay. um, it's just kind of hope I that he's around enough and to, like until like Harriel is finally ready because he's mm. clearly not due to the fact is that, that we why had to sign Elvis a backup Powell in is like to get Harriel ready. Well, it, um, because is of the fact like that your... I just mean just because of the fact that this team needs to you know actually win games. Sure, um, maybe. That's why the kids that aren't actually able to start um, just aren't on the field or mm. even in the 18 or however many subs we carry these days. Sure. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's a little concerning, but also not really because it's not like they're going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely not going anywhere. <laughs> Well, no, but I, I just mean, like, it's not like them not playing much this year hurts their development. It'd be great if we had, like, a real other team that was playing in a league for them to play for, but, you know. What are you talking about? They play, like, every weekend. Are they actually in a league? Are they in a league? 
Yeah, they, no. they well, I mean, they're not because, in a league, but because they, they play. Yes, they, they do play games. I'm aware that Matej Orvets is with them still. Yeah. Um, we still don't really know what they do. <laughs> uh, they prepare Westchester United to win their division in League 2. Amen to that. Which, congratulations <laughs> to that one, if anyone at Westchester United is, is listening, because that's wild to me. Listen, I... I mean, when it comes to kids being ready or not, I mean, you're seeing it all over the field. I mean, like, we we went out and got God's dog. You know, yep. like, it's... it. We're not sitting here going, like, hey, like, Quinn Sullivan, this is your t- spot to lose on the field. Mm. And, like, yeah, he can put the bicycle kick in the back of the net, and we all go, yay, way to go. Um, but, like, he doesn't... We're not at that, you know, we still have Bedoya, we still have Montero, we still have Godstock, we still have, you know, we went out and got Godstock. You know, we still have these guys who are around who, like, can do it. And so, like, we don't, we don't need to have these kids be ready to go. And so, like, going back into where this conversation started, like, I don't, I'm not sitting here super disappointed that Harriel is not starting games um, in the absence of Inviso or, or, to give Inviso a break or, or whatever. Um, and Powell wasn't a bad signing to, to make that happen. You know, I'm, I, I don't want him to be our starting right back going forward, but I don't mind him as a backup. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, I don't even think like Ariel wouldn't even be a discussion if the team didn't hype him up so much ahead of the yeah. season. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> They, re- I mean, I they mean, really thought this Ray Gaddis thing was going to be an issue. They really did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's where I'm like, this is well, having yeah. having Powell back up Inviso or vice versa, either way. But like having Powell, it's better than when Gaddis was flipping sides of the field to try to play left back mm-hmm. because we and, didn't really have one. And also, know. I mean, heavily knock on wood because. No one anticipated seeing this much healthy Mbizo. No. Yeah. Yeah, that, that definitely yeah, we we were looking at the beginning of the season going, man, that guy is one bad knee bend away from really looking like he's gonna get hurt out there. And we didn't know how well he'd be in transition. We didn't know if he'd really develop that final ball mm. for the crosses but now you're seeing that that kind of is just coming together at a reasonable pace and the consistency is really going to do wonders for him if that's what's seemingly happening on the field I just mm. it's it's good to see it's good to see that they kept him around for a reason because for a while we were really asking ourselves why waste an international spot on this guy if you're just not seeing it? Well, now we're seeing it. It's it's good. It's passable. I'll take it. Also, Ray Gaddis's team of the week was for left back in 2014, so can't even hold it to the same standard. If we're gonna do that. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll, so I'll give uh, I'll give my goods um and it's it's two players specifically um and then i'll get my bad which is related to those two players but <laughs> my good uh my my good is whoever is playing the six besides jack elliott <laughs> um, because whether it's martinez or flock uh that <clears throat> position's even good. against rebels mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting these guys to be perfect. You know, like, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, that one game was bad, and so they're terrible. You know, it's... I think we... Uh, well, and that goes into my bad. So, my bad is and is and will constantly and will always be watching MLS and USL as pro reference. They're just... They're bad. Amen to that. And, <laughs> like... I will say, not NHL bad. But, but, um, but <laughs> and sorry, I actually got my games mixed up because um, I meant 
this is directly relating to the Nashville game and not being able to uh, carry the ball up the field. Mm-hmm. Um, because there has been a lot of talk about is Leon Flock better at the six than Jose Martinez? Um, because they both play it very different ways, and one gets carded half the time that he's on the field and gets sent off as well. But um, one works to find the game, and the other lets the game find him. So it's just there's certain situations, like against a Nashville team that actually knows how to play a game of soccer, that you need Martinez in that six. Um, I understand that he couldn't actually start that game due to coming back from international duty and just not being ready to go, like, 70-plus. But games like that really show you his true value to this team at the six. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing in me that's like, I... Because Flock can play the eight and can play it so well, Mm -hmm. I have no problem... Martinez starting at six, and there's nothing in me that's like we need to replace Martinez with Flock all the time. Um, no, this isn't a because, you thing. This is just a general yeah. people's thing. Mostly because I think Flock being able to play the eight might at some point get Bedoya off the field more often. Oh, I'm yep. so happy you said that, and please keep yep. talking. Oof. Uh, I think. I think. We have two players who are very, very capable of playing the eight in Leon Flock and Jamiro Montero that I do not need to see Bedoya for 90 minutes every game. Can I get an amen? Not like that, but you can get amen. Well, I mean, also, like, I, mean, I would say Quinn Sullivan and Jack McGlynn have been good enough on that side as well that there's no issue with starting them like um, when Bedoya actually rested for an entire game. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I, I love Bedoya. Bedoya's a Philly dude and makes this team better, I think. But he is at a point in his career where he does not need to be playing 90 minutes every game that he's on the field. And I think, like, he does, like... All the stuff he does off the field, his presence in the locker room, the way in which you can see that he's helping these guys develop. I mean, the, the way that Quinn Sullivan, the way that Jack McGinn, you know, the way that these guys play, you can see that he's helping them develop. Um, but there's there's just so many moments on this team where I'm just like, yeah, somebody who's 10 years younger than Bedoya could have gotten to that ball but it rolls out of bounds because Bedoya is just too slow. And like, there's just times where I think there, if we had somebody younger in that position playing more often, we might be a slightly better team. I, I am just so full of emotion right now. Cause I felt like I had a moment where I was listening to myself make an argument for Ray Gaddis is like off the field composure and how he's like helping develop talent without being like the most talented guy. I oh wow, there's so many in that. Good for you, Justin. Welcome, welcome. Because because I'm, I'm not the there same. with Gattis. Honestly, no, no, I wasn't there with Gaddis. I wasn't. There. No, but no, I'm no. here with you on Bedoya. Like, a a. I, I would also argue man. that Gaddis last year brought more than Bedoya has brought so far this year. Correct. It's also Correct. very early in the season. Let's not cut him off completely. I'm, and... not, I'm, I'm not cutting Bedoya off. You're the person most likely to cut Bedoya off on this podcast. Yeah. I really wanted someone else to do it, so I didn't have to. I'm just, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't disagree that um, you should play some of these 17-year-olds in place of Bedoya and then have Flock backing up Montero at the 8 because it seems like they don't really want either Flock or Montero to be on the right side of the midfield. seems like they're just strictly left-sided players, mm. which is fine. And that's my, that's my confusion, though. Like, I, I don't understand why one game this year we haven't tried... 
a Martinez, Flock, Montero, and Gosdog midfield. Doesn't that like, sound I think we'll insane? See it, I think we'll see it towards the end of the season. You know, once once Gosdog's, you know, he's back and his knees figured out and all this stuff, and you know, we get to a point. But like, I just, I, it's crazy to me that we haven't we haven't seen that. And like, well, I this is just that, yeah, this is just one where you have to assume that Jim Curtin knows best, and there's a reason why he's not putting those four together but then there's no podcast <laughs> if i can't debate jim Curtin's choices then oh, I, we don't I, do views in the bridge. <laughs> I, I love debating jim Curtin's choices as much as the next guy <clears throat> hey um you see a something that seems so simple that just isn't done of debating jim's Curtin choices my bad has been the rollout of god's dog yeah, it, it, it seems like what? it seems like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven all over again. Mm, it's not going that far, but <laughs> no. sorry. Yeah, it hasn't been great. It hasn't been great. It's just, it's just. I I think they rushed him back to play twice now. Yes, when they didn't need to. Yes. Um, and and now. Yeah, I, I guess you want to try him at every position in a game because in practice it's going to be different. But didn't you kind of sign him with a position in mind? May I welcome you to any midseason signing ever with the Philadelphia Union? Hi, uh, hello. Thank you for welcome. having me. Welcome. Um, Guys, probably going to be absolutely terrible until Club America or like after. And that's fine because historically any Union 10 signing that they've made has been pretty terrible in their first six months with the team. Yes. And then they've been amazing in every other game after that. And when, so, and when you put those signings side by side, you look at what game Daniel Gazdag has to offer at that position with the players now, and you see that he could be the best. Like, he has all the physical and intangibles to be the best at that position like no matter what signing the union have made over their history honestly when you look at what Gazdag can do after acclimation it should be the best but it has to be at the 10 (laughs) but I mean Barnetta came with the most pedigree for different reasons I I mean I think I I, no, I get, I get, I get where you're going. It's just like, I mean, you're following the assist king at MLS, um, and also a lot of these guys too didn't have Jabiro Montero to take a lot of their numbers because he gets forward just as much as they do. And, and like you can, you can do it from a numbers perspective. Like you can hold, you know, the greatness of a player to stats like that. But I think Gazdag working in this diamond could just be like a lot of goal involvements, a lot of just he demands two defenders to come to him, and that just creates the one, two, three buildup. That's a goal. I, I, I really do think that he can do that. Better yeah, better yeah, than get... anyone before him on this union team if he's at the ten. <laughs> Yeah, I get I get where you're going. I'm just extremely hesitant to add that better than anyone before him when we've been so spoiled at that position. Mm. Fair. I mean, and that's yeah. fair. But but I can also attest to the fact that as of right now, the way they've gone about putting him into games has been far from ideal. But I'm not panicking just yet. And like, and that's where I sit too. I think God's dog for me. It's like, you can see that the skills are there, even on the field now. But right. yeah. he's just so out of sync with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, it's fine. You came in, you trained for a week or two, then you went off to the Euros, and then the Euros said, no, we need to send you back. And now you're back. But like, now uh, you're, you know, your one striker is now up at the Gold Cup. And, you know, it's, it's, and so you get thrown in at this withdrawn striker role, whatever. I, like, he hasn't had the... You're right, Evan. Like, he has not had the best introduction 
to the team that could possibly have been had. You know, it's like you could have saved him a couple weeks, let him train a little longer, and then thrown him in this lineup uh, rather than trying to get him 45 minutes before he goes off to the Euros and then throwing him in two games where maybe or maybe not he's playing, you know. So, there you go. Uh, I, um, in a, in a study of contrasts, good and bad, uh, we've also had our goalkeepers in the last couple of weeks. I think I don't want to touch that with a 15 foot pole. Listen, Andre Blake is... No, we just miss Andre Blake. Yes, that's, that's well, really Andre, about that's Andre Blake has been great this season. Yeah, just Andre. Hey. I know you're listening. Any... Boy, I know you're listening. Be safe. Take care Any of that Any game body. that Andre Blake doesn't start historically has been a massive downgrade, and this year is no different. Sure, and, yeah. and that's not a knock on who's there right now. It's just your expectations become astronomical when you're filling in for the goalkeeper of the year. Mm. And I think I think the only thing you say to said goalkeeper that filled in under really bizarre and strange, at least to me, circumstances. No, objectively strange <laughs> circumstances for sure. But I mean, I like like I don't want to prescribe what my grief would be to his because they're clearly very very different things. Okay. Clearly, because I would have been like, nope, not playing soccer this week, baby. So, mm. um, mm-hmm. but the only thing that I would say as the, as, as Phil Wedden or whoever would be, hey, next time, safe. Yeah. Because I think yeah. if you just go, hey, kind of like that you tried it, <laughs> but next time, safety. Safe. Just get us to safety. And that's all I need. Just don't bear hug people. There's no need. But I like, mean, if you don't like, if you don't take that weird first touch, it's you're clearing it. And and I mean, and just as much blame should go on Jacob Glasnes for oh, yeah. putting him yeah. in a very terrible decision. Mm. Because if you're a center back, clear the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right. So you know what Andre Blake does in that situation, though. He does clear the ball, and then he will yell at you. For like yeah. forty seconds straight. Well, yeah, yeah, but a kid's not gonna do that to Jacob Glass. Yeah, no, he might get I'm beat aware. up. That's why I miss <laughs> it so much. <laughs> I just miss it so much. Hey, I mean, this is still better than um, what Matt Freeze's backup has done in games. Yeah, you so, could be I mean, Joe I'll Bendick. I mean, oh wait, oh, oh Christ, Christ, oh, wait. <laughs> how like. How do you think Joe Bendick feels? Not great. Being the backup to Matt Freeze. Not wonderful. I think... I mean, <laughs> I would know how I would feel if I was Joe Bendick and saw my check cleared every two weeks or whatever Well, it is. that's a different just scenario. About to but scenario. I mean... I'm kind of at the point of, like, can Rajit Singh start this week? <laughs> oh, I forgot he plays on this team. Like, I was shocked I really... that he wasn't the number three instead of Bendick in that game. Can be completely honest. Yeah. Well, I think they went with experience over like if you have that situation where, hey, we get a red card uh, from the goalie, then we need an experienced goalie. But I think like, um, so you don't put like a USL goalie plus a very inexperienced other keeper. You know, like I, I think like you. Isn't that how Matt Turner started for the Revs though? Hi. Okay, but. No, I, I, I would don't. rather see I would rather see Ranjit Singh on Sunday than than Joe Bendick, Bendick but yep. I know who we'll see, but I, it's not the person I want to see. Uh, I mean, who knows? Who, there uh, might be a change. Also, I mean, else? just why are we just why are we playing a game on Sunday during Gold Cup? That's just an annoyance. But MLS sucks. is that your bad? Is that just MLS sucking at scheduling? Well. CONCACAF being a massive money grab and scheduling two summer tournaments um, in the same summer. Yeah. That's my bad. This, That's my bad so far. Two or did they have to reschedule one? Does, does it really Mexico matter? Have to play three. Yeah. I don't care. They could have rescheduled both of them. I mean, you could be Mexico and have to play three. That's so true, dude. What's, <laughs> hey, what's the 
third that they're in. The Olympics? That may or may not happen next week. You know, who knows? Oh, yeah. Um, if there's no fans Olympics, there to Olympic see it, soccer doesn't, doesn't exist to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not FIFA. It's not FIFA, so who cares? Nah. Well, and also that's just hiding the sadness from a U.S. team that should have qualified for that, but didn't. Um, speaking of Gold Cup, I am sad that considering the sixes and eights um, available for the U.S. that Leon Flock did not get a call-up. But mm-hmm. I am also happy that he did not get a call-up because we need him more than they do. Yeah, so, like, don't be mad, bro. Just let it ride. I, He'll get his chance. I didn't say that I'm mad. I said that I'm sad. Because That's only a he letter deserves off, a cat. Jack. But it's a big difference in emotion. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> I've been alternating between mad and sad all day long with this rain, so for sure, I get that. Um, but honestly, like guys, if you have to look at this Union team right now, where they stand in the table, we're all good, right? Like, mm-hmm. This is yep. this is fine. What's, uh-huh. There's not a fire around us, and we're saying this is fine. We're sitting in a room. We're looking objectively at where they sit, what they've done, what can be fixed, and I'm saying that this is fine. And that's just about it. I I agree for the mo- most. No, disagree parts. with me wholeheartedly. Okay. Fight me. It's okay. My my feelings watching the game are very different than when I when a day or two after the games I go and look at the table. <laughs> it's like <laughs> watching the games. I'm like, come on, guys, like figure it out. You're better than this, like whatever. And then I go look at the table and go, oh, we're third. Oh, we're, brother, you know, these guys one... stink, but are still we're in the like, playoffs. Oh, we're like one point. We're like one point out of second place. You know, we're in third place. Um, it's okay. Like, we'll figure it out. As long as we figure it out before the end of the season, it'll be great. You know, like, it's just, I don't know. It's so hard to, like, again, study and contrast. It's, like, so hard watching the games. You're just like, come on. And then you go look at the table and, like, okay, everyone else kind of sucks, too. So, As long as the Philadelphia <laughs> Union themselves aren't doing that, everything's going to be just fine. There you go. <laughs> hey, five draws in 13 games is a lot. Um, And, I mean, it's definitely not what I would have expected from the Union at this point Um, but I mean the home form has been fine Um, you're not going to go undefeated at home every year but going 3-2-1 and is more than repeatable Mm -hmm. Um, but they they definitely need to turn some of these away draws into wins Um, so Sergio Santos apparently not being able to start really at all is a problem. Uh, Corey Burke being a one-trick pony is also a problem. So it unfortunately does lead us back to where we've been far too much in who's going to be the striker that you add with the all of this money that's still sitting around this team. Hmm. Oh guys, breaking news. This is this is breaking. All right, you're going to find this all out late, but this is actually breaking news. Just reported. The Fighting Spirit Man of the Match award presented by Modelo to Alvis Powell, the Jamaican right back. Wait, try that last name again. Powell. <laughs> go bleep yourself. It, it, it didn't go to Bobby Reed for that fucking insane goal that he scored. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, but but no. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Yeah, can the Union just sign him and get um, the entire Jamaican national team? Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be cool. great. That'd be cool. Yo, Leon Bailey, <laughs> next, what are you doing this summer? Next next summer when the when Jamaica plays a game, the Union won't be able to field his team, but it'll be okay. And that'll be just, yeah, it'll be <laughs> just fine. Well, We'll have like five forfeits on our schedule next season. No, it's gonna be we... it's gonna be all the of our homegrowns, Justin. Are worth it. <laughs> Justin, we're just gonna field homegrowns all the time, and then Jamaica's gonna go be Jamaica, and it'll just be fine. 
I mean, we could get back to a spot where Andre Blake is just refusing to play for the team because they're not paying him or whatever, and that yeah. would be good. That'd be great. Andre, I know um, you're listening, baby. Do that. <laughs> do that. But but we do actually, I mean, we do actually roll back to one of Paul's statements earlier in this podcast um, about it's really sad and concerning that Jack DeFries is still in concussion protocol. Yeah. Because um, he definitely would have gotten a run up top by now. Yeah, like when you look at all these you know, MacGyvered striker partnerships, you clearly see a spot there for DeVries. And the fact that he's still in there, uh, it's not the end of the world, but you just got to hope that it's okay. Like, he's... There's so much more to this than just soccer. Like, a head injury can affect everything. So, you really just hope that he's able to be a soccer player again mm. and this isn't like the result of something really bad um oh now i'm sad again damn it why'd you have to bring that up joe yeah. sorry buddy yeah. well comprehensive we're about coverage to... <laughs> I mean, we're about... yeah we gotta cover it all yeah. we're about to hit an hour we should like let people go yeah maybe nonsense no they've Two been without hours. us for so long they need to no, get no, more no. of us than they need no it's great Chuck, I think that happens every podcast, no matter how long. It's true. He's got a point. It's like, have these guys not shut up yet? Oh my! Hey, um, so we'll talk to everybody after um the Philadelphia Union beat the Scundrich list. Now, damn you, bastards! DC United. Mm. Yeah, they should beat that team. Maybe. Oh, it's also, D- oh, it's DC. Oh, shit. This is a terrible time to play DC. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but we won't talk about that until after it happens, right? Hey, so, it's okay. So. We started off this whole run of us not recording with beating DC, so let's um come back with beating DC. Yep. We promise we won't keep you waiting too long, people. We love you. At the so. FTB pod, tell us how great you think everyone else is but us. Mm, yeah, tell us about oh, all your favorite union podcasts. In handwritten also, notes, please. Also, also, if I see you when I go to a couple games at Talon, sorry, what? Subaru, <laughs> sorry, Subaru Park this year, and you're wearing a Views from the Bridge podcast jersey, I won't know what to do, but I'll probably just yell, hey, that's my podcast. And then you'll go, oh, yo, cool, yo, Justin, yo, Paul, or Chuck. Wow. And then you'll, you'll buy them a like, beer. Oh, it's way to incentivize Evan, this. You'll... I'll buy you a beer if you're wearing a Views from the Bridge shirt. <laughs> wow, all right. And then, and then you'll go, oh, shit, it's Evan. And then you'll just keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> you, and you'll feel free to approach me. You don't have to approach yeah, Evan, yeah, but yeah. you can come find you'll go, me. You'll go, it's okay. oh, it's the like gay one that plays the straight man on the show? <laughs> And then, and then I'll just be more disappointed, and that'll be fine. So super de duper. So all right, yeah, it is definitely time to wrap this up. It was really cool up. to see that um, not on no one, one of can us. see and, me today, but and, and I so, am doing the wrap this up hand signal. Great, yeah. Um, so we'll talk to you guys after we beat DC. Take care, love you. Thanks for listening to Season 3 of Views from the Bridge. You can find us all over the internet, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at VFTBpod. Thanks to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We are also sponsored by Robbie over at Icarus FC. Icarus will make the custom kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Get started at IcarusFC.com. Do you enjoy the show and want to support us? There are two ways. You can head to Design Tree at dsgntree.com slash vftv for our latest merch, or you can just buy us a coffee or beer at ko-fi, ko-fi.com slash vftvpod. Thanks for your listening and your support. Views from the Bridge is a podcast of the Beautiful Game Network at bgn.fm. Head over there to find all kinds of soccer writing, podcasts, and other content. For Evan Villela, Chuck Booth, and Paul Catrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft, signing off.